Awesome, thanks so much. So, hi, for those who don't know me, my name's Lois, I uh, am married to Ben, we've got two boys, Evan and Caleb, um, and we planted Hope Church Rhonda in 2013, and we're just launching our second site at the moment. And as you know, we've been given the topic to share with you today what I would share with my generation. Actually, I work in sales and marketing, so if I get the bug for something, I promote it like it's the best thing in the world and I'm getting commission for it. So uh, <laughs> thinking of just one thing was tough, but for me, I would challenge my generation more than anything else to live intentionally for the cause of the gospel. I'm sure many of you in this room would be familiar with the phrase gospel intentionality. It's a phrase that's used to describe us living the whole of our lives with the purpose of being gospel ambassadors. Paul wrote that we're ambassadors of Christ and that God is making his appeal to people through us. And yet I find it really hard day by day to live like that's what really matters. Within this talk, I was asked to share a little bit about myself and my background and, and what I'm doing at the moment. I'm 30 now, when I was 15, so I realized as I was doing this talk, it's been half my life. Um, I was in a big church, in, by UK standards, um, in the capital city of Wales, Cardiff. Um, it was a middle-class church, really comfortable. There was a thriving youth group. Um, everything was really, really happy, and like being a Christian was kind of easy in that context. And one day, a guy came to preach at our church from the Rhonda Valleys. And the area, as was shared earlier, is an ex-coal mining community. Um, since the mines closed in the mid-80s, there have been a lot of socioeconomic issues. Um, and this guy came, came to speak, and he shared statistics with us of drug and alcohol abuse. He shared that at the time, the Rhonda Valleys had the highest rate of suicide in the UK, the highest rate of teenage pregnancy in Western Europe, and less than 1% of the population was going to any kind of a church. Um, so even if that was just going on Easter Sunday and, and at Christmas time, and my jaw hit the floor, I was sat there in my comfortable church, and less than an hour away, that was happening. And I guess in that moment, God broke my heart, and he broke Ben's heart, and he spoke to us about planting churches in the Rhonda Valleys. And I don't tell you that because I'm anything special at all. But in that moment, I was convinced that living intentionally for the cause of the gospel is what really matters. There was a place less than an hour's drive from where I was where people were dying without even having the chance to hear of the glorious gospel that was so available to me in my church. And that broke and it still breaks my heart. And in that moment, I knew that my plans for my career and my family, the location that I would live, how I would holiday, how I'd spend my money, where I would socialize, just needed to be surrendered to God and would look different to what the world would expect from me. I needed to live intentionally for the gospel because living intentionally for the gospel carries eternal significance and that's what worth living for. And every single day, I need to keep remembering that that's important. Our culture is constantly bombarding us with so many other, um, well, with like an endless commentary of what should be prioritized, what things we should be living for. Our social media feeds are full of things we should be getting intentional about. 
our health, our wealth, fitness, cleaning even, boring, but <laughs> um, like exercise, diet, the list goes on and on. Our culture just shouts so loudly at us, doesn't it? of things that we should be worshiping other than Jesus, things we should be prioritizing and being intentional with other than the gospel. And I find that I need to be intentional about living intentionally for the cause of the gospel every day. Um, and so I thought I'd just share a couple of ways that I try and do that. Um, so first up, just daily reminders. I find that, um, yeah, as we heard earlier, the gospel needs to be personally for our, ourselves. I need to be reminding myself daily that it's the gospel that really matters for me personally. As soon as I lose sight of the gospel for myself and I neglect looking ahead to eternity, it's really easy to lose focus and to be drawn into the pulls and the priorities of this world. But actually, as we turn our eyes upon Jesus and we look full in his wonderful face, the ways of earth grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. And actually, my friend Di says, the problem is that as Christians, we are living sacrifices, but living sacrifices crawl off the altar table. And so we need to be regularly climbing back up there, getting back on the altar table and re-surrendering ourselves to the Lord. I need to daily relish the gospel for myself and allow it to drive me living intentionally. Um, so next up, analyzing our lives. I think the opposite of intentionality is passivity. And the danger is that my default position is to just go with the flow and to disengage and sort of just bob along in a passive fashion. But we need to intentionally make space to reflect on our lives and bring the gospel to bear there. As Christians, we don't necessarily need to be starting up sports teams or toddler groups the greatest gospel impact can actually be had when we look out to the world and we proactively go and join a sports team for the sake of the gospel or join a local toddler group for the, for the glory of God. Instead of thinking we don't have time for this stuff, we need to look at our lives and think, okay, what am I already doing? And how can I do that with gospel intentionality? So if you take my Monday mornings, for example, I could wake up, get woken up by my boys at six o'clock, rush through breakfast, get them ready for the day, drive to work, focus on pleasing clients in work, like dash through my to-do list, grab a quick sandwich at lunch, work with my staff, all with a view to just meeting my financial goals and fulfilling my ambitions. Before then getting home, sorting tea, getting boys ready for bed, and then having a nice evening of self-indulgent rest. Or I can view my day as a platform for the gospel and the glory of God. And actually, breakfast becomes an opportunity for discipleship. My drive to work is about prayer and worship. I have so many opportunities to share the love of God with, with my staff in the workplace. Chances to work with honesty and integrity as an employer instead of behaving as the culture demands. Opportunities to smile and to treat the staff at the cafe with love and attention instead of just rudely scrolling through Instagram as they serve me. Anyone else guilty? <laughs> Moments to choose sacrifice over spending selfishly and meeting my needs because I'm not the center of my universe. And that's the way I really want to live. And I want it to shape every area of my life for my whole life to be lived intentionally for the cause of the gospel. 
What about if we're going to the same shops or coffee shops or the hairdresser and intentionally sharing the significance of the cross in our lives as we do it? At about the turn of the year, um, a beautiful florist opened next door to our church building. Um, and our high street was voted the worst high street in, in Wales and I think the third worst in the UK. So it's, it's not a great high street. Like, so her opening was amazing. Um, but the, the poor girl, little did she know that actually being next door to our church building, she was vulnerable to the gospel. <laughs> and Sarah, who works for Hope, has been so intentional about building a relationship with her. The whole church has been buying flowers from her, her, flower, uh, her florist. And on Easter Saturday, she came and she ran a workshop as part of our church's fun day. And the next day, she, uh, she and her partner and their son came along to, to Hope. They've been coming every Sunday since. And a few weeks back, she gave her life to the Lord. Sarah, Sarah was never just buying flowers. She was buying flowers with gospel intentionality. And I wonder what it would look like if we played sport with that gospel intentionality with bold and courageous openness to our faith. And Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs. What would it look like if we encouraged a Christian friend to join in our hobby with us so that we could shine brightly together? When we first moved to, to Tonopandi, Ben used to play five-a-side with the local barber and his friends. Um, a few weeks in, he actually made the call to start driving himself when he realized the, local, the guy was a drug dealer and the car was filled with, with drugs and he didn't, he didn't fancy the headline, local pastor, like arrested in drug raid. Um, so he started driving himself along, but he worked hard at trying to love that group of men and show them Christ. Ben was never just playing football. He was playing football with gospel intentionality. Is there gospel intentionality in my purchasing decisions? Or does my giving to the poor or my retirement planning or my work life, does it make God look glorious or am I just drifting along to the current of the culture? How about mealtimes? Are we living intentionally on our streets? How can we create eternal significance in every area of our lives? Are we living the whole of our lives with the gospel in mind? And are we living our lives like, or am I living my life like it's not about me, but it's about him? And last up, community. We're not called to exist alone as Christians. Growing up, I had my friends in school that didn't follow Jesus. And then I had a group of friends in church that were followers of Christ. And it never really crossed my mind to actually mix those two groups. But I wonder how it could have looked if actually there'd been a deliberate cross-pollination and I was introducing those friends to one another, and my friends who weren't saved got to see how we as Christians loved and interacted with one another, and hopefully lived in a way that was maybe sometimes glorifying to God. I want to challenge my generation to encourage one another to be living lives through the lens of the gospel, and speaking into one another's lives to challenge rhythms and to encourage gospel intentionality and to do it together. And so, just as I close, I would urge you guys who aren't in my generation, as you go back, urge us, I can't even remember what it was called, millennials. I didn't even know I was a millennial. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so, apparently, I'm a millennial. Um, so, I would urge you to challenge us millennials to be living intentionally for the cause of the Gospels and allowing that to, to impact every area of our life. 
I wonder what it would look like if suddenly our lives got an eternal perspective and we walked every single day looking for opportunities to make eternal impact, living lives of eternal significance. Yeah. Woo.